Hello and welcome back to the first series of the Dorset Growth Hub podcast, or welcome if you're new here. This is episode 12 of 17 in series one and we are joined by two guests today. We're joined by Adam Perry and Catherine Wright who work for Wasanen, a multinational food company with a focus on organic sustainable brands including Clipper Teas, Callow Foods, Whole Earth and Mrs Crimble's. Adam and Catherine talk about attracting new business within the food and drink sector. If you're looking for more support for your business, head to our website dorsetgrowthhub.co.uk, register and our team of business growth consultants offer Dorset businesses 12 hours of fully funded business support through events, tailored one-to-ones and financial help. We really appreciate your support for this podcast so if you enjoy the episodes please do leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and don't forget to subscribe. So let's get started and over to your host today, Rich Byrne. Good morning, Adam and Catherine. Welcome to this podcast as part of the audio conference Beyond 2020. It's really good to have you here. We've got two of you, which is a bit different for this sort of format. Most of the other ones that if anyone's been listening to has been either myself or my colleague Nick and Mary with one other person, but we've got two of you today, which is great. It's kind of this uh, three-way conversation, which would be brilliant. So do you want to just introduce yourselves? If we start with you, Adam, and just let everyone know who you are, where you're from, and, and a bit of your background. Yes, definitely. So my name's Adam. I currently work for a company called Vasanen, known in the UK for producing some uh, very well-known brands. So Clipper Tees, Whole Earth, uh, Callow, and Mrs. Crumbles. So very proud to uh, to, to to represent those brands uh, within our network in the country, and then um, a little bit more about my background. So I've been within uh, the food and drink industry for twelve years, uh, working for some some of the UK's biggest biggest brands, and uh, and then obviously more recently on on, on the Sarnen. So yeah, that, that that's me. Great, Adam, and and to you, Catherine. Yeah, so I have been working now for Wasanen for literally about a year. Um, my role is to work in the southwest, Dorset in the southwest, trying to get as many people as possible to have products that we believe in into their establishments. The my background is um, local food and drink. Uh, for the past seventeen years, before this, I was in an organisation called Dorset Food and Drink helping and supporting local businesses get to where they want to go to. And then that's where we knew each other from, Catherine, didn't we? Which <laughs> we never yes. knew there was a, uh-huh. this link. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> it is a small world, it is a small world. Great. Okay, so I'll, I'll put a, a first question to you, Adam, if that's okay. So, you know, the sector that you're in, you know, there might be some assumptions from people, you know, either way, suggesting that sectors have probably grown massively, uh, but it also because of the times that are in and maybe really have shrunk. So I'd be interested to know where you guys are at in terms of your sector and and how things have shaped in the past six to seven months. Yes, definitely. So it's been a very difficult, uh, tricky year for food and drink brands and businesses across the board, as you, as you can imagine. I suppose one positive thing that you uh, obviously understandably will, will, will realise that uh, food and drink is obviously key to people's livelihoods and obviously making sure that people stay well and healthy and, and, and well-fed. So our business is quite diverse in the fact that we uh, operate within lots of different uh, channels. So within food service, which is the area that I look after, um, but obviously within online supermarkets. And obviously when we went into lockdown with COVID, we obviously started to see a lot of people that would be buying our products out and about switching to uh, obviously buying them indoors. 
Uh, so we we start to see a bit of a bit of a pull through there from that point of view with with, with switching. But uh, yeah, it's been a very tricky year. So you know, if you are traditionally just a, a, a pure food service player and business, I can imagine obviously it being very very difficult for you. So yes, very very difficult. So when you refer to the food service, what do you mean by that? Can you give an example of a food service? Yeah, so basically anywhere where you would uh, enjoy uh, a product out and about, so on the go. So if you take our Clipper Tees brand, obviously, which is which is proudly made in uh, in West Dorset, we serve our tea brand on, uh, you know, uh, to give you an example, we serve all of our teas to the National Trust. So if you're a visitor to the National Trust and you buy tea, then obviously you'll be enjoying a cup of tea that's made in, in, in our county. So, yeah, and obviously, as you can imagine with the National Trust, the, the, the actually being able to physically visit the sites, nobody's been, you know, <laughs> the demand has gone down and the footfall's gone down, which means there's less pull through for our teas. Uh, so that has a, a knock-on effect, obviously, for us at our factory and, and obviously everyone that works there. Sure. So... So those changes then due to the, I'm going to say the times are in because I don't like saying the word. It's weird, isn't it? I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> the times are in. And I say, I've said this with all the other podcasts. You sort of touched on some of the changes in terms of the, I guess, the the business and where you're going and where your outlets are, I guess. So what what other things have changed for either you in your role or, or the company in general during the past six months? Yeah, so obviously where the demand has gone down for uh, food service and hospitality, and obviously you will have seen in the headlines um, around the government supporting hospitality industry, you know, with furlough, and obviously 8% of the UK workforce is actually in our uh, food service and hospitality sector. So, um, you know, we've been obviously trying to do things a little bit differently. Um, and actually, uh, you know, where we've seen more people being at home wanting our products, we've been trying to get it through to more people. So whether it's farm shops doing home deliveries or pubs doing home deliveries, there's some great initiatives within uh, the county and obviously around the country where, you know, uh, for the first time, they're actually delivering to people's homes. So we've been putting special deals together for that to try and get more products into more people's hands. So that's been something we have done um, from a food service point of view to try and uh, to try and help deliver that. Okay. And in regards to strategies then if we look at sales marketing business development you know this this actual conversation today is framed under business development it's the category for for the week for the audio conference have you implemented any other new strategies or or looked at old strategies that perhaps the industry was was doing a few years ago perhaps or even further you know before that so so yeah it's, it's around a question i guess around new strategies or new ways of doing things um, from a marketing business development perspective yeah, so obviously, as you can expect, we've started to see, you know, a real growth uh, within online sales. And I think a lot of other food and drink businesses and a lot of other businesses around the country would say the same thing. So where people haven't been wanting to go out quite so much or they've been in lockdown, we've started to see a, a big rise in, uh, obviously, in-home consumption. So whether that's through supermarkets and online deliveries there or whether it's like your, you know, your online um, platforms. So. We've uh, started to address how we, you know, really cope with that as a business and uh, and and get the get the kind of basics right from the point of view of whether it's right pack sizes, right pricing, right descriptions, just to make it really clear and easy for consumers that want our products to be able to get hold of it via the the, the online platform. So that's something we've been doing. We've been doing a lot of work on over the last few months, certainly. And we've had a business with online anyway, but I suppose with the growth in that area, we've we've done a lot more. Uh, to actually make sure we've got that right and, and that fit for purpose for the future. And then I suppose the other area for us a little bit more close to home is, as I mentioned before, where we've kind of had, uh, you know, restaurants, pubs and farm shops. You know, 
where they've had to close through um, COVID. And some of the, the we've had some great initiatives in the local area where um, you know pubs have actually been supporting you know people really quite quite well, putting a, a together some really special deals. So like a tea, a coffee, and a hot chocolate, kind of three core items that you would you would want to have in the home, um, and getting those out to as many of those those people that are diversifying. Um, and into those new areas so we can actually get our products into people's hands um so so yeah that's that's another kind of area that we, we you know we work on quite closely through through lockdown fantastic adam so uh, actually i'm going to go to to catherine now um and let's let's look at this from a from a dorset perspective we're based here in dorset this is going out to mainly dorset businesses although this will go out across the whole of the south coast between now and and well, in fact the whole of the world this is global podcasting genius see what they did there yeah just to touch on dorset i guess because we're going to have people hopefully listening to this podcast who you know have small little companies brands products that they're looking to push into probably this sector in a bigger way um you know and and looking at organizations like you who have done that over the years and have grown and and got a great reputation as, as a company but yeah just just on dorset catherine what what in terms of your work you're doing? What are you seeing in Dorset in this sector or in the Southwest? I think luckily for Dorset, Devon, Cornwall, Southwest, once we were able to start moving out and about as the general public, we were quite lucky in the fact fact that visitors were coming down to the area. So our hospitality sector did open up, probably a little bit too much for the volumes of people that were coming down here. But so as, a, as a county during lockdown, though, they've, the businesses started all working together. Adam has mentioned the fact that we started working with putting together special deals for the local farm shops because it was the farm shops that people and delis and butchers where people were trusting and going to during these times and have continued to do so. And so obviously Clipper was in a position that we could support those smaller businesses during these times. And like I say, I do know of other businesses that also were working in collaboration with each other because, and I don't know who's saying it is, but you are stronger together, you know, rather than trying to do everything all on your own, working with other people around you makes, makes it stronger. But yeah, a lot of people did diversify just like we did. It was a, you know, it was a really positive thing to do. It was at the time it was able for us to be able to reach out to um, a, a different audience than what I would have normally been sort of targeting. And am I right in believing you guys have won a great taste award recently? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> great taste awards, and um, also uh, the uh, Taste of the West awards. So. Great Taste Award, uh, one star, and then we've just won five golds and one silver in the Taste of the West Awards. So tell us a little bit more about that. So, so you know, business owners listening who who may aspire to something, you know, the, the, the Taste Awards are something you, you see a lot of, and it's a very reputable award to get. For those that are aspiring to it, you know, how can they aim for that sort of thing? What does it look like? What, what are the key things you think uh, has led to you guys winning that award? Dedication perseverance and really understanding your product and understanding what you know as the name would say great taste it's got to have the great taste i have actually been a great taste judge in my time oh really yeah so i do kind of know as a judge what you what you have to go through um 
yeah, and it, it's it's rigorous. It's not an easy award to get, and so for, and to you know in the tea world, it, that is quite an achievement to get a great taste award. That's a great achievement because you you are up against international companies. It's not just a, a local award. Sure, sure, sure. Albeit they are based in Dorset. I don't know if people knew that. No, I didn't know that. Gillingham. Well. If you're listening, the people who are involved in the Great Taste Award and you need a judge, I will happily give my palette to the cause <laughs> to help out. <laughs> and um, yeah, just going back to the awards, I mean, one of the things we're really proud of with our factory up in Bemonster in West Dorset is um, we uh, are the, the, our master blender and our tea buyer up there uh, are Bridport born, born and Bred. So um, they've been at Clipper since it started, you know, right back in, in the early 80s. And they're, and they're still there and they travel the world sourcing the finest teas from fair trade estates that we've worked with, you know, right right from the start. And the thing is, when you actually buy a box of Clipper, you really do change the world for, for, for the better. You know, not only from a, an ethical and a sustainability point of view, you know, we, we've got a, an unbleached, plant-based biodegradable tea bag but obviously fair trade organic reduction of pesticides you know it's all of the materials from around the globe are shipped into Leminster blended and packed uh, and then they're sent around uh, around the UK and the world so you know we're really really proud of everything we've achieved um, in, in the county so far. Great and it's an interesting point you make there so and another strand to this audio conference week is is sustainability from from an eco perspective and what was really interesting when we went down this road, certainly for myself in, in doing lots of these, these interviews, which has been such a, an insightful little journey for me to, to discover all these different perspectives and angles and, and great people telling us some great information from all walks of life. But I, I thought sustainability was probably something during these times that maybe would drop down the agenda ladder for businesses, actually, if I'm honest. That was my own personal perspective. But what I'm realising is actually people have become way more sensitive to communications and companies and organizations and and not just their communications but their product itself and i think that can be linked to a generational probably tie-in i think there's a certain generation a younger generation definitely more open to wanting to understand and when they do make purchases want to make them with that conscious kind of thought so yeah i I guess i I, it's not really a question to you guys it's just uh it's quite an interesting you touch on and, and you guys as a brand realizing that that is that is something that's really important these days it's not just good enough to talk about it and pretend you know it's a nice little marketing arm it's actually really at the core of your products is be thinking about that and i guess and you might maybe this is the question then is is you know what other products are you guys either doing that with or or considering in the future maybe there's something yeah, you can talk so, about yeah of course so across all of our brands um so whole earth you know which, which obviously is one of our brands it's not not made in, in dorset but uh it's the UK's number one nut butter spread, and uh, we ha- used to have a like a plastic uh, seal on the on the jar, and we've now taken that all off, um, and we've moved that to a paper, like a lollipop style uh, seal. So when you when you twist twist the jar, the seal breaks, so you know that nobody's tampered with it. Obviously, you know it's very very difficult for business to uh, businesses to understand the different you know the differences in the risks versus keeping everything food safe versus the you know the environmental position. So that's one of the other examples we've done, you know, more recently. And I think, um, you know, the thing is, this plastic topic is uh, and sustainability topic is not going away anytime soon. So um, I'm sure some of the people that are listening to this actually tuned in and saw the war on plastic program a couple of weeks ago, where Clipper was heavily featured as being uh, one of the only brands that uh, was was fully plant based and biodegradable. I mean, you know, a few years ago, you just wouldn't have known that, that there was plastic in tea bags. 
um, as a brand, we've you know we've really led the way uh, with that, and something that you know I certainly am, am proud of uh, when I go to work and I represent this fantastic business. You know, it, it, it's fantastic. You know, the fact that we, we we've led the way in in that area, and the other thing that uh, another element that we're really proud of from a sustainability point of view is. Um, uh, the salmon, uh, you know, it's actually one of the oldest food and drink businesses in the world. It, it started in 1765, and we were Europe's first multi food B Corp business to, to go B Corp certified. Um, and uh, you know, for us, that's a very, very rigorous process, uh, and that's uh, kind of given to businesses that uh, do the right thing uh, by the planet and its people. Um, and there's so many things in there that you're, you know, the criteria against equality diversity, uh, environmental issues, sustainability. So that, that again, is something that, um, you know, we, we, we're continuing to bang the drum as we as we go forward over the coming years. What was the first product back in the 1700s? What was Wissenheim's first product? So it started um, in Amsterdam uh, selling nuts and seeds. So, okay. yeah, so it was it was nuts and seeds on, on the canals of, of Amsterdam. And then it's, it's wow. grown from there, really, all about focusing on health and wellness. Fantastic. Okay, and I think as a, as a probably a final question and this is about probably looking into the future a little bit in the next maybe six 12 months what areas do you guys foresee and this is maybe to both of you we can start with adam and, and then and then catherine what growth areas do you foresee i guess in the next six to 12 months in your sector yeah so within our sector specifically uh, i think it's going to be a very challenging six to 12 months so as we move into 2021 yeah I, you know it all depends on what happens with the external environment to be honest and uh you know, how many people fly on an airline or how many people go to a national trust site or how many people can actually go to work? Because that's another big part of our business is, you know, having our teas in, in little, you know, canteens or boardrooms or meeting rooms, especially up in up in London and Canary Wharf, which has been massively affected. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be very, so it does definitely rely on the external environment. And a lot of other businesses like ours are, are very much aligned to that. I think one of the things we haven't covered here is um, we saw a massive spike during the summer months where, Obviously, people were coming down and holidaying in Devon and Cornwall and obviously Dorset. Um, we supply a lot of B&Bs and hotels and, and you know, obviously we're in, we're in a lot of bedrooms. So we saw a bit of a spike there. So I think really planning as we move into uh, 2021, how do we really capture that, that audience that, that are staycationing and can't go abroad? But yeah, I think, um, you know, it's going to be very, very interesting uh, time. The businesses that, that do well are those ones that think outside of the box. And, you know, as a team, as a business, that's something that we'll be, we'll be definitely doing as we go into the new year. Great. And Catherine, do you want to add anything to that? Where do you, yeah, maybe in terms of your reflecting upon on a local level in your, your work with, at Dorset Food and Drink previously, where do you think there's, there might be uh, opportunities maybe? I think Adam did actually hit the nail on the head. It is the fact that people will be having, you know, staying at home, staycations or domestic travel. They won't be doing the getting on a plane and going abroad. So I think Definitely for me in sort of the southwest and Dorset, it's very much raising our profile being a Dorset brand, you know, here in Dorset to support the uh, local economy. But so, so, yeah, like I say, definitely working with the hospitality trade in the southwest is my focus, has always has been, but will continue to be. And I think it's you know that's the sector that's going to really grow for us in you know well for me in 2021 so you know plans are afoot at the moment to pull together new marketing toolkit for clipper to really emphasize its dorsetness and its southwestness along with all the other key facts that we have as a national brand like the fair trade the organic the plastic free 
And do you, just on that, this will be a final question, in terms of Dorset and then linking it to other areas, this might be maybe more one for Adam. Are you seeing a lot of regionality in terms of trends or in terms of, you know, purchasing? Or or generally is, it, is you know, what's happening in Dorset happening across all the other regions as well? Yeah, I mean, you know, in re- regionality, uh, you know, people like buying local. So, you know, we, we over-index very much so within the southwest and in parts of the southeast and, and up to London. So, you know, we are very much more of a south-based brand from a tea perspective. Um, but uh, obviously, you know, we are we are um, got distributors right up to the top of Scotland. So we are we are very much nationwide. But then, obviously, with our other brands as well, uh, I suppose the regionality piece is not so relevant. You know, from a from a nut butter point of view, et cetera, et cetera. You know, we are we are you know we have major major national brands. But I think what Catherine's done and something that I'm really proud of over the last year. Um, is, you know, we've got an amazing operation in Dorset. And I don't think a lot of people know the fact that, you know, we employ, we employ 150 people up in Bemmonstone. You know, there, there's not, it's not a massive area for, for jobs. And, uh, you know, Catherine's really done some great work to pull out the whole link between, you know, we have a, a factory making tea in, in Dorset. You know, so for local businesses to come together, why why wouldn't you serve Clipper? Um, you know, we're one of the, one of the only, uh, you know, major uh, well, we, we are the only major tea supplier in, in the county. So, uh, you know, and Catherine's done a, done a great job to, to get us those those new customers and, and get that visibility. And and that's a big part of it. You know, within what, what I do, what Catherine does is, you know, if, if you enjoy a cup of clipper out and about in the local area, then, of course, you'll then go and pick it up from the supermarket and you get that pull through. So, you know, that that's, a, you know, food service has always been seen as that, having that halo effect. And, and that's what we strive for. Great. Well, listen, I would love to talk to you Adam and Catherine for for way longer on this. It's really interesting. It's great to have a, a company uh, like Wasannon and with brands like Clipper Tea who are based in Dorset. It's great to have you guys on to give a perspective um, and your thoughts and opinions. Uh, it's been really, really insightful, actually. So thanks again, Adam. Thanks again, Catherine. It's been really insightful. I hope you've enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for listening we hope you are enjoying the series so far the next episode with adam Catherine, and liz answering your questions is live now so go have a listen if you want to get some great tips for winning more new business